Listen, if you play Warlock and do not know who are these people on this podcast right now, you have some serious problems. Nah, I'm just kidding. Welcome to a brand new episode of MoCast. You know, it's Warlock time. We have to get into it. Talk, talk to the boys here because when was the last time we had a Warlock podcast? I think it was like last year or something. It was ages ago. And changes have been, uh, man, plentiful oh, yeah. uh, on the beta. Well, first on the alpha, then on the beta. And uh, uh, finally, we get to talk about a couple of these. Not going to get too much in-depth with it because it's not the time right now. Probably changes will yeah, still occur. Things things will probably still happen. Yeah. But without further ado, we're talking about Warlock today uh, with uh, Mr. Shelley and Mr. Kalamazi. Hello, guys. Hello, hello, hello. It's, it's, it's very... Yep. Very, very interesting times uh, for them as well, uh, especially for Kalamazi, who is like way, way far away. And also Shelly, uh, who is uh, quite uh, uh, early up in the morning. But regardless, yes, we're going to get into it. I mean, uh, I think the boys know, need no introduction. As I've said, if you play a warlock, regardless of spec, and you don't know who these guys are, come on, man, come on. But let's get into Affliction, okay? Let's, let's start off with Affliction, because I think it's like the, the, the freshest out of the, the specs who got in. Uh, we also made a video about it. Flynn was excited as balls. I have not seen him this excited since he probably came to Earth. And uh, man, it's it's looking good. I mean, uh, we you were there for that when he came to Earth. I, I talked with his mom from time to time. I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that. The government has the secret files. He's locked away. <laughs> All right, let's, let, let, let's, get, let's get into it. So what was like, we're talking about the freshest builds. Right? We're not talking about, you know, the first generations and all of that. So what was your like your first impression, I guess? Your first feeling is like, ah, oh, Affliction is looking great. Nah, it's looking not, not that bad, not that good. How how was your like your your first thoughts on it when you saw like the latest changes? I mean, anybody can jump in. You go, Kalamazi. All <laughs> right. So Affliction went live in a really weird form. Um the right side of the tree is more like Mythic Plus, like Council, Cleave, Base, all that kind of stuff. And that works pretty well. The left side of the tree, though, was a pretty big disaster. You had abilities like uh, Malefic Wrath, which is a legendary from retail right now, which like affects trains all damage. You had Des um, Decimating Bolt in the Clash tree. You had, um, what else do we have? Another single, oh, De Death Bolt back from BFA in a different form, but like a lot of really just convoluted abilities that were strong in their own form, like on their own but had like very little synergy between one another. And it was just like a 20 button bloated kind of spec. Where, like you just couldn't maintain it. Um, it's had some changes though. Like about a, I think for, for like three weeks ago, they ended up removing Death Bolt, removing Malefic Wrath, removing uh, our four piece, which is like part of our tier bonuses in the tree. It's gone now. And a few other things. And they streamlined it basically making, they're doubling down on Malefic Rapture being the spender, but they added some abilities that like increase the damage of your dots when you rapture a bit. So uh, in single target. And there's some that, are, that can be a thing in AOE too. Um, they rebirth Creeping Death, which is very cool. So, yeah, it's much better. Uh, it feels similar to what it is on retail now, but dots matter more, which is what everybody's wanted. So... They, they did some, some let's say, so-called so fan service uh, with the with the recent changes, for sure. I know a lot of the affliction community was like, okay, we, we need that that dot, that rot over the old targets back. And I think I think that's mostly for the good. But what about you, Shelly? What, what's your thoughts on it? Well, um, I I haven't really had time to look at like the previous iterations, but the the current one that we have now, I think the four set is still in. Um, they like, removed calamitous the one that... calamitous crescendo. Well, I the two pieces, yeah. Whichever one that like, uh, your shadow has a thirty percent chance. Yeah, that one, the yeah. one the one that gives you instant rapture is still there, I think. 
at least on Wowhead right now. But uh, I, I think that the, the tree in general, it feels very synergistic with it, with each other. You have like kind of, it feels like you have like this left side build and this right side build that are like uh, more single targets or like dot cleave oriented. And then right side is more like uh, Seed of Corruption with Soul to Seeds, Extra Seed Damage and Soul Flame oriented. Um, but I, I, I actually quite like it, except with the exception for one talent that I think is absolutely awful and it has to go away right now, like preferably yesterday. That is Soul Tap. Have you seen Soul Tap? Uh, what, what don't you like about it? I mean, uh, okay. So for for those who uh, for I those have my who own thoughts. might not know what Soul Soul Tap is, is uh, you sack. It has no cooldown. It's an instant cast. You sack. It call, it's on global. You sacrifice five percent of your soul leech to gain a soul shard. Now your soul leech five percent of your soul leech is nothing. Like that's no investment. Which essentially means that you have infinite soul shards. Now while this might sound like a good thing. It breaks the rotation completely because it means that you are going down a tree that, that puts a kind of an emphasis on a Shadow Bolt or Drain Soul, where you have like Nightfall, Shadows Embrace, a Drain Soul, uh, and all of these things that proc from um, you actually casting your filler, right? While all your dots are active, but you just don't cast your filler because you just cast Soul Tap and then you cast another Rapture. So I. That's like my uh, the, the only the only thing that I think is really really bad right now about the affliction tree is that the rest I'm pretty happy with like uh, you get you get all the way down to uh, to the bottom you get stuff like death blossom which sounds super cool for cleave uh, you can go on the right side get soul the seeds uh, vile taint uh, on the right side of the tree now now applies agony as well super cool and you can have that in combination with um, other abilities right you can have combination of uh talents that we have now in uh, shadowlands you can have combination of multiple of those uh, in dragonflight which uh, i i think is uh, really really cool to see so yeah just I, with I, the exception of soul tap what do you think about if they put a cooldown on soul tap like, like 30 seconds yeah yeah that, that's what i think is the best solution right either remove it or put a cooldown on it uh more than 10 seconds. I would probably say 30 or something. Well, sure, yeah. Whatever cooldown is better, but it can, it cannot be no cooldown uh, as it stands right now because you you go down a tree where you have you you, you have Nightfall, Shadows Embrace, Drain Soul, uh, and a Calamitous Crescendo. You guys can probably put up some uh, graphics. Um, and uh, you just don't press the button. <laughs> which yeah. is not a good thing yeah it's felt pretty oh, withering odd. bolt as well right. withering bolt the con the yeah. conduit that we have now is also in the tree so like mm -hmm. it's so many things that buff up your rain soul that you never press because you just press soul tap and then another rapture yeah the one thing people are excited about a soul swap too right that's terrible it's really bad actually <laughs> Yes, soul swap is a weird one uh, if, we're, if we're gonna go there because uh, it doesn't apply Siphon Life if Siphon Life is talented, which I think it should. Uh, and it costs one Soul Shard, which means that you lose one Rapture. And that kind of it kind of means that you only gain one global in, in a like a burst yep. scenario. You don't gain that much. The cool thing is that it uh, used to be on the far right side of the tree. 
but they moved it central and put it like a like a diamond around it so you can totally skip it. Like they, they know it's bad, just oh. put it in the middle and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it used yeah. to be different back in the day where you could like inhale dots from one target and exhale them with like soul burn soul swap. But like this is like a jank version of it that just it's there because it's iconic, but it doesn't really do anything. I don't really see it being taken in probably any setting. It's the vast majority of them. It's not worth the talent point and the soul shark cost. I, I yeah. think if if it if it um if it applies siphon life if ta- siphon life is talented, then uh, it can have some value because you gain that you gain one more global. So for having getting full dots instantly on um, let's say an add in a raid that you really need single target burst on at that moment can be can be a thing. But it's very niche for sure. On the on the topic of uh, soul swap, because it is one of the things that caught my eye initially when it was uh, put in, but it seems like it's still working the same way. Um, it, it's if you if you have uh, let's say unstable affliction already out on a target and you soul swap to another one, it you cannot have two unstable afflictions anywhere. So realistically, and if you're like you said, it doesn't put a siphon life, and if for whatever reason you're running absolute corruption, it doesn't really put corruption either. So all it does is. Uh, swaps uh, unstable affliction makes it instant and puts an agony so it feels a little bit like lesser to probably what people wanted which um i don't remember if it was called the same but where you like copied the dots off from one target and put it on a second one i think that's the old spell i think i might have caught a little bit of playstyle with it but what do you guys think of soul swap if it also applied a second unstable affliction and you could only get that second one with uh with soul swap would that make it too overpowered what do you think well, you 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 would be able to get a third and a fourth and a fifth as well, right? Because you wait. No, it has thirty second cooldown. Never mind. I'm stupid. I'm thinking about the old soul swap that you just like. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. in addition to all that, without it, like yeah, it doesn't apply siphon life. It doesn't do that. It also applies agony at like one stack or four too. So your agony is not even ramped up when you cast it. So there's even oh, more. Oh really? If you're if you're on yeah. ride, it, it doesn't uh, apply. It, it, it's four. It's 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 a four stack agony or a one stack agony without ride. Uh, it's baseline duration or baseline stack. Like they could make it just full stack agony with soul swap. That'd be a lot better. Yeah, I mean they would That'd help cool. for sure. But it, that the, might the multiple the multiple cost. multiple unstables. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be that op. I, I mean, like I, one more one more unstable every thirty seconds at the cost of a shard. You, it would have it would have cool synergy with the the soul rot part of the tree that gives you CDR on your uh, soul rot when unstable fiction deals damage. Yeah, well, there's also the talent in the far uh, right. Sorry, left side of the tree, malefic affliction that leads into like the final row that affects like targets right. that have their UA on it. So like that could give you like that council cleave every half a minute if you wanted it with rapture. It might be um, top. Like look, thinking about it, it might just be top. But uh, it, it would be cool to see it. I think. Well, you guys are the raid experts because when I looked at it initially uh, and from what it does, it feels like it would be cool. I'm thinking of uh, what's the, the the boss name, Dosagni or whatever, right? When the ad spawns, you can instantly put all the stuff on it and blast it. So it was a little bit weird that it takes a stable affliction away from the boss. Maybe they can put like a one minute cooldown on it. And yeah, I was thinking of the uh, Malefic Affliction as well. But right now, I, I don't know what the mechanical purpose of this would be in Mythic Plus... I, I don't really see a lot of value of it. And in raids, if it takes away Unstable Affliction, considering that now you have a few more mechanics to manage the value of Unstable Affliction on a target, because, I don't know, if you're playing raids, I would imagine you take Dread Touch. Uh, we can talk about that, because I did have a question about that as well. But yeah, it feels it feels a little bit weird. Maybe they have a different version of it that they plan on, on iterating. I don't know what you guys feel. 
Um, but since we got to this topic, I did want to address something that uh, for me as a noob warlock uh, caught my eye the most is Dreadtash, the bottom left uh, capstone on the choice note with Doom Blossom, where uh, you, you put more power into dots considering that they've... Uh, subsequently said in mul multiple times that they don't want DOS to have a lot of power anymore. But sim I think Shadow Priest has something similar where for a short amount of time, the dots tick tick harder and it feels like Affliction is getting something like that as well. What do you guys think about this? Is it, am I hyped too much about it? Is it something that you're gonna really want on raid bosses? I, I, I think so. In like single target, so it's interesting. Uh, without getting like too nerdy or in depth, if you if you can like the left side of the tree, creeping death uh, is an ability that leads into an ability called malefic afflictions, and that leads into dread touch. Um, creeping death was changed about a few weeks ago, three weeks ago. It used to have your dots tick fifteen percent faster, so, like they expired fifteen percent faster. Essentially, um, it was changed so now they occur fifteen percent faster, but have the same duration. So it's basically like a mini rapid contagion from PvP. That talent in PVE. Um, it's a really strong ability, and it's not anti-synergistic with like raptures and things that want you to have dots up, you know, for a longer duration and things. Very cool, good change. Um, so like that leads into malefic afflictions and then dread touch. Um, dread touch seems pretty strong. If, if you wrap, so basically, if you rapture more than three times, you apply a buff to the target that makes you take twenty percent more damage from all your dots for six seconds. Um, I think it's Blizzard trying to feed into that playstyle of. People wanting dot damage back and rot damage without being like, okay, we're going back to UA being your spender like everybody wants. Because like, um, if you go back to like Legion, where, where like dots were ninety percent of your damage, right? We had Malefic Grass back then, which is sort of similar to Dread Touch, it was like a single target damage increase. But like, when ninety percent of your damage is dots and you're really good in single target, barring a huge like talent modifying how good you are in single target, probably just OP in, in like cleave like in cleave fights, like Coven of Shivara, two target, three target. That's hard to balance. But they've made this into like a single target kind of ability where it buffs it if you have, you know, UA on one target and that target takes more from your dots. So I think it's pretty cool. It's like a concession to feeding into like dots doing more damage without like saying, all right, dots are like 100% of your damage. I'm a fan. So. Yeah. Um, so Creeping Death, uh, just making your dots tick 15% faster. Do you know if they reverted the thing where uh, it made your uh, made you gain 50% less shards in order to have the same shard regen with or without the talent I'm not right? sure cuz that, that's the way it is yet. that's the way it is now right where you like yeah. uh, your agony takes 50% faster if you have it on live right now on in Shadowlands but you gain the same amount of shards so they reduce shard regen by 50% uh on the agony uh agonies you have out that yeah. being said uh, like, let's just assume that it's the same for now until we get more information. Uh, the only pro thing I have a problem with is that I think three stacks of Malefic Affliction is too many stacks. Just on the specific thing, like the ability itself is cool. Like, like you you put you put up your dots, you you cast uh, like you cast three uh, three raptures, right? And then I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing that it's going to be like a, uh, a like a sustain buff you can keep up, or how does this work? Because I haven't been able to test it. Yeah, so Malefic Afflictions is a permanent buff you put up. Um, it, we're not sure if it's bugged right now, but you can move your UA, your UA from one target to another, and it leaves the effect on the old target. So we're not sure oh, if it's yeah. a weird council play kind of thing, but when you hit three stacks, it's permanent. You can refresh UA, and it doesn't clear the buff. It stays at three. So theoretically, oh, okay. you can just 
open up on pull, rapture window, like proc dread touch a few times, just maintain three stack and rapture window. Right. So you have the effect rolling. Yeah, because so. I wasn't able to test it. So I was under the impression that it was um, uh, like every time you UA'd, you needed to like, uh, you needed to press three raptures to get the effect. But no, it's, no, I mean, if, if you do, if you just get three stacks after three raptures and it stays forever, then, I mean, you're essentially just doing 20% more dot damage to that target perma, right? Which yeah. sounds OP. So I'm happy. I mean, yeah. Dread, dread touch lasts six seconds. So you have to like rapture once every like seven, eight seconds to maintain the buff. But with how shard gens felt, you can mostly do that and still have like four shards for a rapture window every minute. So it, it feels pretty good. Yeah. It, it, it makes dots matter more, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the opposite, uh, opposite Malefic Wrath, right? Yeah. Where you, where you, you rapture, you rapture to maintain the buff, but the the, the buff doesn't do anything for your uh, drain soul. It does stuff for your dots instead. It's like a weird Malefic so, yeah. Grasp kind of variation. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot, honestly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like it. I- I wanted to ask you guys one more thing, considering that uh, you you also have your uh, specific Warlock audience, and I've been hearing this, and I was actually surprised when I heard this, people not being big fans of Summon Dark Lair, and maybe I can understand that, I am a fan because I like demons, I don't have real friends in real life, but they did add a new capstone, um, a choice note with, the, with Wilfred's with Grim Reach, which is something that I'm super stoked about. And with this, with all in mind, what do you guys think of Dark Lair and its potential upgrades, either both in raids and in Mythic Plus, or maybe only in Mythic Plus? I don't know in which situations you would look guys talent into it as it stands right now. So, what are, what are your thoughts on Dark Lair and uh, the mechanics going into it? Um, so, Dark Lair, uh, I mean, Dark Lair is powerful in combination with Soul Rot, I think. Because you you just extend like it makes soul rot essentially do way more damage because you get to extend it like every um, every second or every third time depending on um, haste levels with the other talent that reduces soul rot uh, cool uh, soul rot cooldown based on unstable affliction ticks so there's a lot of like different synergy tying into the dark layer but uh, Wilfred's I think we can just say that's trash uh, for now. Uh, as affliction, but the, the Grim Reach one, as you said, is, is super interesting. And I did some, uh, I did some just initial napkin math yesterday, uh, uh, together with the other talent that you have to go through the Entoran plating uh, to get to that talent. And it's like your Dark Lair on eight targets is gonna do 140% increased damage to the main target. And then it's going to do 70% of its base damage to all targets for, for 50% extra duration, right? Uh, it does 50% of its damage to all enemies affected by your dots. But I mean, it, it's also increased by Antorium plating. And, well, yeah, uh, yeah, but, but I mean, like the yeah, duration, the total damage yeah. of your Dark Lair is going to go like, like it's going to go boom, boom. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Have you tested it on Alpha or on Beta at all? I haven't, no, I, Have I just... It? I, I actually I have tested it, but I have not looked at the damage numbers. I just log, I logged in like three weeks ago or something, um, so it was not on the latest build. And I just uh, had a look at uh, how it felt to play. It, it's uh, bugged right now. If you pop it, it'll pull every mob within two hundred yards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that because I was like I was like hitting the AOE dummies on Orgrimmar, like the three in front, right? And then I was like, wait, what? What's that over there? It's like killing spiders <laughs> off in the cave. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that 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 yeah. obviously that's I don't think we need to worry too much about that. That's 
should get fixed. Yeah, uh, most most likely. <laughs> sure, surely, it doesn't go live like that. Um, and I, and I did want to ask one one more question about this because uh, obviously we can uh, debate tooltips and if if something turns out to be too OP in the way that they worded in the tooltip, I'm sure that they won't have a problem changing it. But the way it sounds right now is obviously Darkler deals more damage the more dots your target has, the target that you cast it on. Um, but from reading the Grim Reach tooltip, it doesn't seem like it that same mechanic applies to the cleave. So it feels like the it's kind of snaps its cleave from the main target. So you don't you just have to have like I don't know absolute corruption and all the other mobs and they still take the same amount of damage. Um, as I mean, it wouldn't matter how many dots you have on your AOE targets, right? From from the wording no. of the the talent. So as long no, as you have like no. Dark Darkler works uh, so that you like it counts any dot on any target towards the main. Like oh. it's actually when you play Affliction right now, Darkler is actually a pretty good funnel because uh, it actually just nukes the main target uh, because you have so many dots out on multiple multiple things, and then Darkler gets uh, uh, like a damage buff based on like this. It, the wording of it, uh, Darkler was sort of twenty seconds blasting its target for shadow damage. Increased by ten percent for every damage over time effect you have active on any target. That's the wording. The All right, 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 right. So it's it actually is pretty good, um, pretty good synergy. Yeah, which like Soul Rot will feed into even more as well, right? Yeah, um, exactly. It, it brings a really good funnel. Sort of how I'm not as good as like Sub Rogue, but it had that, that similar profile. You can like harvest resources from mobs that have you know dots on them and blast one prior target down. So it, it's a good ability. Um, it, when I was testing it on like five, I dropped like five turnips. Um, and I was testing Grim Reach, like in Orbos, away from the critters on the ground. It was doing like 12% more damage, Grim Reach. And that the Grim Reach and Dark Lair, like Ibeam damage are separate. So, like, adding them together, it's like 17% more damage. It was actually pretty solid. Um, it looks really good. So, And that's going to go up it. on more targets because your that, other sources scale linearly, while this one will scale exponentially because yeah. the more targets, the more targets you do to each. So, yeah. yeah it's more really damage cool. you do each. Very cool. Um, and maybe to kind of round up the most of the, the affliction things, I did want to take uh, you, your guys' personal opinion on this. With, with the changes to Vile Taint, which uh, kind of slipped my eye for uh, for some time, what's, what is the favorite thing that you think Affliction got? Because it feels like Affliction got a lot of work done to it uh, from its basic playstyle and certain mechanics and how it works. I don't know if compared necessarily to Destro and Demo, but at least compared to uh, to other specs, and I'm actually kind of excited. But what what are you guys most excited about Affliction in either raids or dungeons or both? I I think or sorry, Affliction has a pretty good like potential dungeon kind of damage profile or talent build. Vile um, Taint was changed to apply Agony whenever it you know resolves or you want to be casted on mobs, plus the actual Vile Taint effect. It also applies Curse of Exhaustion, which is really cool. Because it leads into an ability below it called Sacralash's Dark Strike, which is a legendary effect. This slow rings uh, back, baby. Yeah, Legion. Like when you would perma slow mobs, this is a perma slow. Um, it was nerfed in a recent build because like it would just last. I mean, it, it came nowhere near close to falling. Um, but if you put two points in Sacralash's Dark Strike, you have essentially a permanent slow on whatever mobby vile taint. I think taints capped at eight targets, I believe. Uh, yeah. Eight targets, yeah. But I mean, like. Uh, you can play around that. You can make it work. It's a perma slow on these mobs if you're playing Sacralash. Plus, Sacralash increases corruption damage anyway. So, Vile Taint, like having the option to like precast a seed when the tank's running in, cast Vile Taint, and just start going. Like, put up your UA or Sora, whatever, and just blast. That's huge. Instead of having to go like precast seed, agony, 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 agony. Yeah. 
You go one, two, three, and just Dark Lairs crank in with Grim Reach. It's a really good damage profile and a lot of utility in plus. I think this build of Aff, you have Soul Flame too. Aff's incredibly bugged right now, so no one's playing it really. Like you can't really play it. But this version of Aff is like I think really sleeper right now. And you'll see it a lot in dungeons coming up whenever that happens on beta. Uh, the utility is wild. So the, the problem I see with it is that it like you have you go right side with it, which means that you're just essentially sacrificing a, a ton of single target. So when it comes to like uh, like dungeon gameplay, just pure AOE, like it looks really good, but it's like a lot of dungeons, like when it comes to like Mythic Plus and stuff, like later on, it's not gonna be just about the AOE output. Like you want you want you want basically specs that can play the same thing, and it's their best AOE and single target for some reason. That's the specs that are usually the best uh, when it comes to Mythic Plus and, and dungeons. Um, and I, I, I have a feeling that you won't be able to go that this deep into that side without sacrificing too much single target on the left side. It's possible. So, yeah. But uh, I, the, the changes to Vile Taint and Sacralash and all of that, I'm a big, big, big fan, big fan. So does this does this mean is there like potential new room for Affliction and new season for Mythic Plus as opposed to like? What we've seen right now with uh, Destro and uh, I would say even Demo is that at least the potential, not saying it's going to happen. I mean, there's toolkit. potential, but yeah, like, toolkit's Destro's, there. The toolkit is there, exactly. Destro's nearly just as wild on beta as it is retail right now, though. So, I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> I was getting good, I was going to get into that. Uh, it's like maybe touch a little bit on the other specs as well. Because we like we know like season four we we know Destro even after the next Destro is still reigning supreme in Mythic Plus and looking looking at it right now with what what happens in in Dragonflight it tends to seem to be the same way doesn't really look like it's gonna go anywhere maybe there's some competition from other casters but in terms of like the the warlock specs within um, how do you guys feel about it uh, just like well, at least from from what you saw, I know, I know you didn't like uh, Shelly didn't play a lot of the the beta, but I'm pretty sure he heard stuff and looked at stuff and all of that. Where where do you guys sit on the the current situation for for Destro and Dragonflight? Uh, I mean, the you you get a lot of stuff back that we had previously, um, the stuff like uh, Rolling Havoc uh, for multi-target scenarios. Uh, Obviously, it's depending on tuning, but Rolling Havoc used to be like the the most OP thing. Was that uh, back in back in BFA? BFA Azerite trade, in, right? Yeah, Azerite trade, exactly. And it just it uh, it this is a very toned down version of it, I think. Um, just looking at the numbers, uh, right? Like on on beta right now, I believe it increases your uh, in damage by two percent for five seconds, stacking five times, but. Uh, so you essentially build up to a 10% damage increase, which is a lot. But I think Rolling Havoc on MBFA was actually more than that, like in terms of uh, the stacks you can get. And I don't think, seconds. and it lasted longer. Yeah, and seconds. it was not capped, right? Or it, it had capped at 10, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could right. get it like that with Flashpoint and everything. Like it was like yeah. 10 stacks, but in two seconds or whatever. Yeah. So th it, it was. Um, it, it's a toned down version. But it definitely feels like you have a, a a very much like AOE side and then a single target side again. Like I think it's it's something that goes. Um, it, it's a reoccurring theme with these town trees for warlock that you have like one side 
is mainly focused on AOE. What uh, in Destruction's case, you have rain, rain of Fire. Obviously, you have to take that on AOE. Pyrogenics increases Rain of Fire damage. Uh, Inferno, all uh, even Fire and you can go for Inferno and Fire and Brimstone now, which is that's a cool combo. But it's like that it's all AOE, and then on the, on the left hand side you have like of like Soul Fire and Ruin Decimation. Like it's it's a lot of um, eradication. All that stuff is on the left side, so I, I, it's hard to know exactly where everything is gonna land. But uh, AOE potential looks like you said, Kalmasi. Maybe you've seen some seen some dungeon gameplay or um, played it yourself. It looks it looks bonkers. Yeah, I mean, what you have on retail is what you have right now, pretty much. Like you have Inferno. Uh, the far right side of the tree at the bottom, the capstone, is your two-piece of four-piece from retail, like your tier. You have the same thing. Uh, they, Your Chaos Bolt's not instant cast. It's like half the duration, but I mean, if you're in AoE, you're casting Rain of Fires. You have Crashing Chaos in the left side of the tree with your Inferno, which you can you can like just launch like six Chaos Bolts back-to-back with that thing. Uh, it makes them cost one shard. Your range costs less. Uh, in the middle part, like you already have Inferno. You have uh, Flashpoint, which is back. The huge haste amp from... Uh, 180% on mobs. You can proc it like an ad spawning. So you have your two-piece, four-piece, Flashpoint, Rolling Havoc, Inferno, Crashing Fire Chaos, Room. Fire Brimstone if you want. They removed the shard generation part on Fire and Brimstone. It's very bad. Oh, very unfortunate. Okay. But I mean, um, you have Embers of the Diabolic Raiment in the bottom two for 100% shard gen increase. And they change Madness as well. Um, madness is here, but it affects Rain of Fire and Shadowburn now also. So like, you have basically the same thing on retail, but Damage amps through madness, crashing chaos. You have flashpoint to do it faster, rolling havoc to get it like just this bigger damage amp. Um, I play with it; it it feels like retail. <laughs> like I'm happy with it; it's good. But uh, yeah, Destro has a lot of really customizable builds, like in single target and AOE. Um, there's a weird like internal combustion build, which is like not worth getting into now. Uh, but a lot of effects that are really cool. Some placement of talents is a little awkward, but overall, I, I, Destro is really customizable. And I think when testing begins, like dungeons and um, like raid testing, as long as the builds are tuned properly, Destro is going to be like jack of all trades. It can, single target, two target, AOE, it can literally do it all. It's really good. Yeah, it just feels like they they took the retail version of Destro and added cool things from BFA as well, like Roiling Havoc, and I think Flashpoint was also a uh, BFA trade, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I, I remember, I remember that being, especially in April. It was Crashing Chaos, yeah. yeah. Crashing Chaos <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks uh, 100% uh, um, uh, a, a very, very potent candidate for still being a super meta uh, all the way, no problemo. Um, I, I don't know about, like, is it a, now a choice between, because obviously, you're gonna have players who prefer like you know playing more affliction that seems to be a little bit more uh dare i say it skill cap uh, um uh, other than i mean i, I wouldn't say like this is not is, is bad in that sense but uh, i remember the days when affliction was like uh the dominant spec in like almost all content and i feel it's a good thing that they're you know they're amping up the other specs uh then we'll get to to, to demo shortly as well uh but as far as like potential remaining feedback for destruction warlock is it still a case where i don't know maybe they can just uh, switch a couple of talents or is it like how do you guys feel is it like complete in the way it feels right now anything that you would add or change at all for it or just keep it they need to move flashpoint 
So I don't know right. if you can pull up a talent tree or not here. They need to, they need okay. to swap Flashpoint and Scalding Flames. Having Flashpoint as like a central talent feels really weird. It's like, it's okay in single target for the first fifth of the fight, then it's just dead. Um, Scalding Flames is way off on the right side of the tree in the AOE section. Like it goes like Inferno or Kata, Fire and Brimstone into like increases the damage emulate by 13% or 25. Like that's a central trait that is, is good everywhere in single target and AOE because you're going to have some rolling. Uh, Flashpoint was there and they moved it. I don't know why, but um, they're both two-point traits. I'd like to see Flashpoint back over there. If you want Flashpoint, you're getting it. But Scalding Flames is like a great middle ground trait. Emulate's basically active everywhere. And if it's not active, it doesn't matter because like things dying in a second. Um, that's a weird swap. They also have um, Dimensional Rift at the bottom, which I don't know. Have you looked at Dimensional Rift and Chaos Incarnate stuff, Shelley, or not really? Or um, I, I've not been able to play it. Uh, right. at all but uh, I, I'm just uh, like the, the only thing I'm sad about is that we cannot have Rena Chaos and Wilfred's I want I like <laughs> I want those yeah. two that's like that's like my bread and butter but uh, I, I think I think we'll be fine Wilfred's should be in the class tree but I mean the like, Wilfred's is in the spec tree for every spec yeah but it, it's a hybrid note but I, I guarantee they don't want to have Wilfred's and Rain Wilfred's <laughs> Wilfred's a reign of chaos. Then for Demo, Wilfred's a reign of tyranny and like Dark Lair and Wilfred's too. But but that's fun. Just like I don't, th those, those kinds of synergies are always fun to play. So just like tune the numbers down so it's not super exactly. ugly, right? And like, the capstones in the class tree, you're not getting into it, are bad. Most of them are pretty bad. Like Wilfred's in the class tree would be great. Tune around that. It's a great uh, thing to do. The last thing though is like Dimensional Rifts and Chaos Incarnate. Um, we have to see tuning on them. Dimension Rifts are cool. They're iconic. They're from Legion. They're really, really awesome. They're part of the class tree. They made them part of the spec tree. Um, the unfortunate part is I feel like Chaos Incarnate is a really good ability. I could be wrong. It depends on tuning, but it could very well skew things, like just even gearing-wise with Destro. Like getting max mastery value every time with your bolts, and like Shadow Burns and Reigns, which are also affected by, by uh, Madness, like the, the node above it. I would assume the majority of the time is better than popping a dimensional rift, barring them being overtuned. I'd love to see rifts as their own like node somewhere. Because uh, as of right now, I mean, it depends on tuning, but Chaos Incarnate just seems really good compared to like what rifts can bring. So, I mean, it, it increases master value by 50%, right? Because you always, it, like, on average, you will get anywhere from, like, the base value to 100%. So you will go from, like, here to, like, here. But it, it literally says you always gain max benefit from mastery. Well, yeah, yeah, but like what I mean is that, but, um, uh, like you, you will go uh, on average without that talent, you have fifty percent of the that's the baseline, right? Here, right, and then you have another fifty percent that's random. So on average, you will land on seventy five percent. So I guess like now you will gain twenty five percent. Yeah, right? essentially, yeah, of mastery. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious. Like this is a sim thing. I'm not getting into stat weights and stuff, but I'm just curious to see like if it skews stat weights to the point where like. With Chaos Incarnate, you want to stack Mastery and it's the best build versus like, oh, you want Crit Haste or whatever. Um, gotta see where tuning goes, but it's an odd pairing. I like to see them decouple. But yeah. yeah. I've always gonna. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really wondering if um, uh, we will see uh, some AoE builds where you just don't press Immolate and you pre have Embers uh, of the Diabolic plus um, Fire and Brimstone. It's weird. Like they trim the Shard Gen from Fire and Brimstone. Um, but the, but they have it still on embers, no? Oh, you don't. Do you not get the value from embers of the diabolic on your cleave incinerates? No, it, oh, it, it's okay, the same. 
Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's weird because like you have like the initial shard gen when you cast your incinerate on beta and you have like if it crits it gives you more later on but like from what I've seen uh, no it's it just gone so right. there's some weird okay. FMB builds but they're all just like really awkward like burn to ashes at the bottom is a complete disaster that needs to be reworked but fire and brimstone is a lost cause anyways I don't <laughs> like it's not worth the extra half hour talking about it I, I, just, I just want AOE chaos pulse it's all I, all I exactly want. Easy fix right there. Just do that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like AOE spells. Wouldn't wouldn't that be Cry Havoc, the the upgrade to Havoc from the Choice Note top uh, top gate? I mean, uh, like back in the day, in like uh, it was Wad, like Fire and Brimstone was to- like baseline. It was toggleable. You could turn it on and off. And if you had a, a different Capstone talent, uh, it would make you just be able to AOE castles, like like not during your Havoc window, like literally just like whenever you wanted, turn FMB on. Cast castle for half a minute if you have charging coming in. Every castle is cleaving all the time. Never stops. Uh, Cry Havoc can be decent. Like, it's not bad. It, but, like, Cry Havoc is castle cleave. It's not like conf- conflict rate or incinerate. So, if you're playing huge AoE build, if you're an AoE, you're not, cle- you're not cleaving chaos bolts and havoc. You're cleaving, like, um, conflict rates. Like, maybe, like, incinerate cast or emulate cast and stuff. Um, it can be good in certain spots. Unlike cleave based havoc fights, it can be very good. But it's going to be sort of. Hit or miss, I guess. Similarities, but not the same necessarily. It's gonna be like uh, imagine imagine a fight like um, uh, Artisifer in Sepulchre, right? In the intermissions, you have two big ads that need to die, but you also have Cleave around. Like that would be a perfect example of where this would be like insane because you just you just pump Chaos Bolts into the two big HP targets or the bosses or whatever, and then you just cleave everything around it. Um, you could also make a pretty good argument for the same being the case on uh, SLG in Castle Nathria, Stone Legion Generals. Just put Havoc on the boss, nuke the Goliath, all the skirmishers around it. On Mythic Difficulty, when you have skirmishers, all the skirmishers will just evaporate from the cleave. So there's, yep. I think there's a lot of potential. It lets you lean into more uh, mastery and uh, Chaos Bolt-oriented build rather than Rain of Fire-oriented builds. When you pick a Cataclysm instead of Inferno, stuff like that. So yeah, uh, I, I really like this the synergy of it. If you want, like, if if you're in like big Inferno build, you can just tab over to Pandemonium, which is the other node, like in that in that choice node. Increase half duration. That's more conflict rates being cleaved, more shard gen, more everything else. Like that node fits both builds very well. So yeah. Then I was big, big, uh, big fan. Yeah, I was I was also going to kind of ask like a two prong question that addresses the bottom side of the the talent here closer towards the capstone because I can definitely feel when I saw Reign of Chaos and Wolfred on a choice and I was like, all right, all right, I see what you're doing here, and uh, the way that they're they're they've spread out the talents, they don't want the the tier set to have too many infernal talents. I think you can get some infernal and one point into either Crashing Chaos or Infernal Brand, whichever one you want to get, you don't have enough points to to go around. So <clears throat> my question kind of revolves around this thing. Mostly, what do you think about the capsules? Because this came to my mind when you guys talked about Chaos Incarnate, since I don't recall in later la- latest years when you would get Mastery as, a, as Destro. And I would imagine, I don't know, if you want to pick in Chaos Incarnate, you would take Power Overwhelming as well. No, I mean, that sounds like they, what they would want you to do because that buffs your Mastery as well. But if you do take Power Overwhelming, you have even fewer options to get any other capstones. So in that sense, what do you guys think of the way that they've uh, arranged this bottom side tier list with so many two-point nodes where you cannot take 
let you obviously I don't think you can take uh, Avatar of Destruction and Reign of Chaos or whatever or uh, or Wilfred's. It sounds like it's going to be over par, but do you think this is this has to be this way? Otherwise, this show becomes over par again, or do you think that they should rearrange some of the talents to kind of give you a little bit more synergy or more options to spread the build a little bit? So at seventy, you can get full Avatar Destruction and full Infernal, um, but at that point, you have two points left. Yeah, it, which like you can put like in Madness or Embers or like Chaos Incarnate or Dimensional Rift, which are all abilities you want. So it comes down to like, is your can you get down to Dimensional Rift? Uh, you can't. No, you can't. Dim- what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, so you have two points left, but Dimensional Rift costs three technically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so like you can go like up at a point in Embers, which is solid, right? But then I have one point to put in, you know, Madness Daza here. I can't put both in there, which is also really good in Cleave and single target. That that talent's busted, I think. I think it's really good. Like, it's really yeah. awesome. It buffs every part of Destro. So you want that, right? So you say you put two points in there. You've got full two-piece. Uh, you've got full, like, Avatar Destruction um, row, and you've got full, like, you go, like, Infernal into Crash and Chaos or Infernal Brand and then Brand of Chaos. But, like, you don't have Embers. You don't have Chaos Incarnate or Dimensional Rift. You don't have Power Overwhelming. Um, so you're missing these things that are relevant here too. So you got to make a choice. Like Destro is really customizable. Chance they're decent. You probably you might even want your two-piece or four-piece and single target. You might want like Power Overwhelming and Embers and Madness and like Chaos Incarnate um, versus like two-piece, four-piece. But in Mythic Plus, you're going to want that huge two-piece, four-piece, AOE, Infernal. So like, it's hard to say. Um, I think Power Overwhelming is actually terrible. I think it's a terrible ability. Um, like, it needs to be able to be refreshed or something. Like, you cap it at, like, I don't know, like, 10 stacks, it can be refreshed. Because, like, you reach the max stack for, like, a second, and it just falls off. It's actually terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the idea I mean, is that it's a passive ability, right? You're not supposed to play around it. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I I guess. It's just, like, I, I tested it myself, and it's like, yeah, I, I get, like, a 1% mastery buff when I cast a Chaos, or whenever I consume Soul Shards, right? But, like, the, it lasts 10 seconds, and whether, you know, like, even if I'm just spamming Rain of Fires or spamming, like, Chaos Bolts, like, I reach, like, 5-6%, uh, and that just falls off. Like, there's no way to, like, refresh. I get they don't want a maintenance buff to be there. It just feels underwhelming. I get to, like, the and max... Like, like, it's on the same tier of Madness, right? The Madness just flat is, yeah. 25% damage on yes. AoE because you cast Rain of Fire at least every 4 seconds. So Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It, like, it's like, it's like not bad. comparable. Uh, yeah. To me, it feels like you you can go all the way down to Avatar of Destruction, straight down the middle, through Master Ritualist. And Master Ritualist, um, it like brings it down to 10 shards, which is what we have now, for, to proc the Ritual of Rune. And then, obviously, you need your Infernal. I don't think we're ever going to not play Infernal. That sounds weird. Um, you always want it. <laughs> but and then uh, like Crash and Chaos uh, the tuning between Crash and Chaos and Infernal Brand can be uh, discussed right but uh, it feels like the Wil- Wilfred's Crash and Chaos Infernal and then straight down the middle to Avatar you, and then you have two points over for Madness sounds like to me a super well-rounded build for like the bottom the bottom third or you have you have AoE you have single target you have whatever whatever you need um, and I do think that maybe you would go Reign of Chaos or uh, maybe you would go Reign of Chaos for single target because you don't have as many as much shard gen. But then again, I don't know. Like, it, it's weird. I think you would go Infernal Brand together with uh, Reign of Chaos or uh, Crashing Chaos together with Wilfred's. Yeah. Because that's like the most syner- synergistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's customizable. 
right? And like that build yeah. brings good single target. It can bring it brings good AOE. I mean, you have essentially that same build on retail right now, but you literally also have madness buffing chaos bolts, which is like a legendary we have now. We can't play with Wilfred's like or with you know, it, it's it's just good. It's super customizable. My worry is that they we all we have all these cool talents and synergies, and it's just way under tuned because it's like. You know, it, it just ends up being too strong. Like, I, I hope the tuning is right. If it's tuned right, Destro is really good. It's a Swiss Army knife, but it all depends on tuning. So, and uh, one one last question, since this is something that uh, I kind of wanted to see in the game as well. Will you ever play Soulfire? And I guess we can address Shadowborn as well, because like you mentioned, uh, you can get Avatar of Destruction and Reign of Chaos, but you have to path through the middle, right? Is there a different way to get it? So then you'd probably never take any of those talents. And even if you don't path towards the middle, do you ever take Soulfire and Shadowborn or one or the other? Soulfire is a good, just solid. Um, they added an ability to it like that leads out of it called Decimation, which reduces the cast of it by five seconds whenever you conflagrate or incinerate a target that has 50% or less health. You're like casting Soulfire every 20 seconds or something. Uh, maybe even short, I guess right around there when a target's below half health. It gives you a shard. If you have it, it gives you two shards. It applies Immolate, and it just does good damage. Plus, it's coming right out of the Roaring Blaze node. Pound for pound damage-wise, I've tested it. It's worth casting. So yeah, you'll, you'll cast it for sure. It's weird. It's, it, it's been on a row. It's like Soulburn or Soulfire and some other abilities now. Like Shadowburn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, You take Entropy, I think, over them, right? On retail. I think I, I mix up the rows all the time, but it's not a bad option. But yeah. you have... Soulfire, Shadowburn, even Channel Demonfire, all as like nodes right there, like one, two, three. And they're all good. They've just been overshadowed by, by better abilities on retail now. Like Dark Soul and Soul Conduit, they're gone now. So yeah, I mean, you definitely take Soulfire. I think you take Channel Demonfire in single target. Um, yeah. Like Roaring Blaze is it is like the second or third option in the clan in the spec tree, but like that's like a capstone, that's like almost like an end-tier talent for Destro on retail now. It's not as good. It's it's been it's fallen out of favor due to like scaling two piece, four piece effects and stuff, and you know the scaling of the expansion. It's still good, and Soulfire is a fire spell. So yeah, it's, you, you definitely take it. I think so. Yeah. All right. What I've seen. Yeah, you. I mean, the, the thing is, the thing is, you you go down the left side of the destruction tree, and suddenly it's like you don't you don't even pick Grand of Fire. <laughs> but be, like if you're if you're on an actual single target fight. Or let's say like a two or a two target fire uh, max where you just don't press rain of fire because you're specced into like chaos bolt heavy builds with eradication and stuff like that. Um, then it, like suddenly you can you can pick everything on the left side and you got you got you got all the good stuff. Yeah, like even Shadowburn so, leads into Conflagration Chaos, which is like you might not take Shadowburn if you're playing like a Havoc fight. It depends. Like a fight like Health is up, I just want it. You're gonna want it. Um, yeah, Operation of Chaos is cool, but I mean, like, the one thing having to go through Shadowburn to get it, it just might not be worth it at times. But so I'm saying, Destro is super customizable. You can build it for literally any scenario, and it's good. Yeah. So, but but exactly like you pointed out earlier, like I see, I see now, just looking at the tree, that uh, Flashpoint being in the middle and having to go through Flashpoint to get the Ashen Remains. Yeah, like, what is that? Ooh. Like, put it all like that. I don't, it's yeah, I don't like that. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's just dead and single target past eighty percent. But, but if you go down the left side, you kind of have to go ruin, right? Um, for the most part, that I've made a million different builds, but for the most part, yeah, I believe you grab ruin. Um, I don't think 
Some builds I've, I, th I think I skipped Ashen Remains actually in a single target build because like you have to go through Flashpoint to get it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking at now as well. I'm like thinking I, I get I get all the way down to where I want to be, uh, through the through the middle, but because the Incinerate Shard Gen is gonna be pretty big, I think. Yeah, uh, single on single target. target. Yeah, on single target. So you just go straight down the left side, and then you kind of like lean over. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> on the on the bottom. A weird floater point somewhere, but yeah, I just I went like Ember's Madness, like just built my Infernal. You can even like juice Infernal up with like both Infernal Brand and Crashing Chaos if you want. Like you can grab that, uh, right, grab yeah, but you yeah, but you yeah. cannot go over to Ritual of Ruin this way. No, you, you can't. Want, basically, mean? if you if, if you want Ruin, right, then you cannot go over to Avatar of Destruction. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I don't like I don't like that, but so I'm saying it, it's it's odd, right? But I, uh, I want to uh, basically I I want the talent trees to be in a way that you. Yeah, you have the three different sections, and almost no matter what you pick on, like the top or the middle, you can kind of pivot over. Um, yeah, that would be like I would I would love to play Ruin and Avatar of Destruction if I want to, but right now I can't. Right, mm -hmm. so there there are, there are some things that I would like to see improve. Like I don't know if you could go from Madness to Avatar. That, that would probably not make sense because it's tied into Ritual, right? But mm -hmm. yeah. It would be, yep. it would be, uh, would be maybe, maybe there's a solution for it, but yeah, I don't know. Well, they have addressed in the past uh, different types of pathings for different types of specs, and uh, maybe Mage is one of the better examples, maybe not Frost, but uh, adding one extra path can probably change the whole, the whole talent up. It, but one, uh, and I, uh, I looked at it initially, and I'm looking at it now. This show seems to. Like like you said, like a Swiss Army knife. It seems like it have the uh, the answer for everything, and the tuning has to be just right. And if it is, it's gonna be so fun because you can do so many cool things. And I think this is a a good example of why these talent trees are so awesome because they can enable so much versatility and freedom of play. And you know, you like this legendary or like that Azurite trait back a couple of years ago, and you want to play with it, and you can make a build around it. And I think that's. That's pretty cool. I I hope they don't they don't break down or make like certain capstones irrelevant because they're not tuned properly. Going well, into one thing we should mention before we move on because really quickly here I don't want to drag it out. Sure, sure, sure. Three more of sacrifices by Abyss too. At this point, um, and it's really sad because it's, it's way off in the right side of the tree. But they isn't it super overtuned? Like the damage of it? No, they changed the class tree. The ability is like buff your pets. It's like uh, Raffle Minion and Demonic Inspiration. When you fill a shard, it increases pet damage by like 5%. When you fill a shard, it gives oh, them like 5% haste. But they literally made it so if you going. play them, if you play them and sack your pet, each one gives you a 15% sack buff and it stacks. Sack hits like 4% harder than your pet does now. Um, so and it hits 4% harder than your pet with the actual buffs on them from the class tree. So sack's like just crazy overtuned. Um, but it's way off in the left side of the tree or the right side of the tree for Destro, like way off over there. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that. I think Sack should either. do the same damage as the pet. Like Sack should I do agree. the same damage as pet because then you can you don't have to take it. But if you really don't want to play a pet, you can just go there. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. We're, we're like we're like every warlock spec is a pet class has always been the pet class, and I think that's a good part of it. Like you have your pet utility, pets uh, positioning and movement, and the gameplay is part of it. Like it's part of the like the warlock legacy, so to speak. Uh, and yeah. if you just uh, if you just make it mandatory to remove that, I think that's better. It turns into lone yeah. wolf and uh, lonely winter, <laughs> which are both better than that. Yeah, a lone destruction. That's that's the talent that's gonna be <laughs> renamed to. <laughs> <The destructor. clears throat> 
Um, well, I guess we covered most of most of the things. Uh, destruction has been ever since uh, the warlock has been put into alpha and now beta. Probably the most complete talent tree. However, much of a fanboy I am to demo, and we're gonna get into demo now. Uh, I hope I hope they don't they don't mess it up because it's looking to be one of the funnest uh, talent trees, and it's always cool because destruction felt a little bit simpler and straightforward for the longest time, and I think it deserves a little bit more intricacy uh, that I particularly enjoy. So. Um, Moving into demonology. Now, before we actually talk about anything specific, since uh, I don't know if this is going to be the, the final version because they kept iterating on a couple of things. Uh, what do you guys ha think of the of demonology in a general sense? And then maybe you can iterate on how you think it's going to perform either in raids or in Mythic Plus. Is it competitive with the other two specs or anything like that? Overall thoughts and uh, opinions? Shall uh, you go? Nah, you go, you go. <laughs> Okay. Um, the right side of the tree is busted. It, it increases pet damage by just so much. Like, you have like four abilities that just buff pet damage. Like, fell and steal 20% fell storm and dread bite damage increase. Uh, at the bottom, in Toron Arm, it's your fell guard does 20% more damage. In Soul Strike, cleaves. Uh, command Aura. When fell guard's active, your imps and dread stalkers do 10% more damage. And that's two points. So it's 20%. Um, you get the expendables back from Legion. You have things so like you also have your two piece from uh now. You have your third dog, your two piece tier set. You have the exact dog build, FTS, Dreadlash, all of Carnivorous Dockers. It's all in this tree. Um your pets just destroy things. You've got a capstone called Guillotine, which your Felguard throws his axe and it pulses green lava and he just destroys everything. Um like the that side of the tree is just busted. Uh the damage is wild. Like it's really good. It'll probably get nerfed. Um, everyone, everyone's gonna hate to hear, but like it's really, really good. Um, like tyrants in the tree, obviously they they removed demonic consumption and made a reign of tyranny. So it's similar, but like it's really under tune right now. It's not very good. Uh, the left side of the tree is more like demon bolt. Or it's like single target based. They have the demon bolt build in there, sort of, but they cut decimating bolt from the clash tree. So it's it's actually pretty good tuning wise now, which is surprising. It's like the best build out there in single target, but I think it'll get nerfed. Uh, the main like point of contention in the tree is like Nether Portal, Nerzwell's Volition, and Gul'dan's Ambition. Portal being portal. Um, Nerzwell's Volition being the thing that can summon more demons whenever you proc demons from the portal, and Gul'dan's Ambition being the Pit Lord. Um, that's what everyone like, either loves or hates at this point. And there's like nobody in the middle ground. They either love it or they hate it. And uh, yeah, like, Dima feels pretty good. Uh, I think most of the good feels come from the pet side of the tree. But once they tune like another portal and things, I think you've got a powerhouse in your hands um, with Demo. But there's a lot of like more intricate builds of like Wilfred's versus Rain for PI timings with Portal Without. I could talk for an hour about. Um, it's the most like how do I word it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Like there are a million different builds, and in the end, there's so many little intricacies. We don't know how it's going to be. So it's customizable for sure. But it's. Uh, Overall, good, just undetermined, I guess. Like, <laughs> I'm a big fan of like I, I love demo. I haven't. Uh, this is probably my least research spec uh, coming into this, like uh, this uh, this episode. So I'm not going to pretend to be like an expert on what's happening on beta. And like you know, way more than me, honestly, for sure. But I, I am a big fan. That they, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a really happy that they decided to keep uh, uh, Dreadlash Karn Stalkers uh, in the tree. Like that. That's the it, like the big big jumpers. Just feel like uh, feel like a good thing. Yeah, it, it's cool. 
they have an ability called Houndmaster's Gambit that gives like Shadow Bolt, Demon Bolt, uh, a six, I think a six percent chance uh, at, at rank two to reset Dreadstalkers as well. Um, yeah, I, I actually tried. I tried playing this a bit. Uh, like I had like one dummy session or something, and yeah, uh, it, it's it's hard to uh, to play around actually because is, you always yeah. you always queue up your abilities right, and then so yeah. uh, and then you get a proc and then you have to cast dogs again, and then you you don't want to like do you stop your shadow bolt cast if you, if you get a, if you get a shadow bolt you cast shadow bolt you get a proc you're already casting a new shadow bolt. Do you do you stop it? Like what? I, yeah, I don't there? think you do. But like, if you're in a tyrant setup, yeah, you, you have to know like what you're doing when it happens. Like, you can't like, oh, what, stutter. What do I do? Because things are going to expire. Like, they, it, uh, it, it, one change they could do is actually make it like uh, the uh, affliction tier set bonus, where it triggers on hit, not on cast. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because then be you would then actually. you would have like you would have the ability to shadow bolt and then it hits and you loaded up another shadow bolt but it's fine you cast dogs and then the next one can also proc and you just like roll. That'd be cool, actually. Wouldn't yeah. mind that. It would be like I'm just saying that the chances of getting uh, the chances of getting two procs in a row is five percent of five percent. So it's very, not, yeah, it's yeah, not it's very high, <laughs> but it's it I would can't. be fun when it happens. <laughs> I can't get it to proc in the first place, but yeah, sure. No, I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about Doom coming back? Right, it's not coming back, but how do you feel about like Doom? So they they have Kazakh's Doom? Doom. Do we have to pick it? I think it's OP. It, it's well, Doom? Right you can't test it. Not Doom, but Kazakh's Final Curse is below it. Legion Legendary. Um, like he was played in single target a bit back then, and like with Wilfred. Right. And yeah. Pet, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. I actually don't remember it. that one. I was F one um, trick in Legion, remember? I just I was just no, I Cedar Graphic. <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't know, like that's what I'm saying. There's so many different builds, like Nether Portal Nether Portal could be really good, but that means like you're a three minute class. So you get PI on pole, you get it at six minutes. If you're playing Ray of Tyranny. But if you play Wilfrid's, like you have one minute tyrant, but you have portal at three. It, it's really weird. It's gonna be a sim thing. Like what's better? Um Yeah. Because you can't, I don't think you can fully commit like another portal and tyrant with like Kazakh's Final Curse and Doom mixed in. Plus, you've got like all these pet traits in the side that are just giga OP too. So, but the, like like <laughs> you said earlier, like cleave, you you go down to implosion right on the left side, and then you stop and you just go full right side after that. I mean, for for cleave for pet build, you can yeah. Like they swapped Born of Blood and Shadow Spite, the, the conduits, uh, a build and a half ago. Like, it was really weird going Demon Bolt Shadow Spite into implosion because like they're just like yeah. polar opposites. So you go Demon Bolt, Born of Blood, into Implosion. But now you have to go, if you want Grim Inquisitors, Demon Bolt, Shadows Bite, Grim Inquisitors, like, directly down. Uh, it's like, Bolt, Shadows Bite. Right. Um, the good, yeah. the, real, the way to fix it, just give it a Shadows Bite. It's not good. Like, it's just boring. It's bland where you put it. Um, I think I think this swap is better. I'm the minority when I say that. People hate this swap. I think it's better. Um, you're always taking Born of Blood. You're always taking Demon Bolt. Right? And you're going to want Implosion AoE build. Um, maybe there's a world you just don't take Grim, maybe, but it's so hard to say with without dog with dog build being a thing. Can we just move Grim and Doom? Doom is more I mean, single target focused. You right? could. Where do you put Kazakhs then? Right? Like, I mean, you, you could. Yeah, I mean, you could. I wouldn't hate that actually. That, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Blizz thing. <laughs> I mean, you could put you could put Doom under Demon Bolt and then Kazakh's Final Curse uh, just. Uh, Kazakh's final curse uh, under where Grim, Grim is now, 
You could. That would be Kessex yeah. and then and then move uh, and then move uh, Grim over. Yeah, I, I guess you could. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, but then the you need a new like, you need a new talent under Grim, right? Yeah. But, yeah. You, like I mean, Grim, like Doom and Kazix are three talent points, and like Shadow's Bite and Grim are two. But they could adjust it too, right? I mean, they've done that with Destro. Um, or you could, ju- or you could just put the Rip through the portal and uh, Kazix, uh, uh, like under the Grim Inquisitors, because that's synergistic, and then yeah. make something new where Rip through the portal is now. I yeah, think there's a lot of, sure. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of good, good options. Yeah, figure out what's like. Like, I just want to have all the things that give my dogs big damage. I know, I know. I just want. (laughs) Uh, You guys touched on uh, on Doom, and uh, I am on the boat that I I I don't know. I'm not a fan of the way Doom is. uh, Maybe because his duration is too long. Um, maybe because I don't understand the ability in and of itself. And uh, I know you did a video on it, uh, Kalamazi, when initially it was put out. And yeah, yeah. maybe with Kazox that could be good, but I guess it's it's a numbers. Is Doom ever going to be something in your playstyle that you would like to take? And I mean, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's not something that I'm a fan of. I don't know what other people think about it, but what do you guys, uh, what do you guys take on, uh, on Doom? It, it, it could be good, yeah. I mean, like we said, Kha'Zix's final curse coming out of Doom is... I think it, it, I think if people are sleeping on it right now. Everybody sees another portal in Reign of Tyranny as like, this is our big single target, but like, Doom brings more consistent damage. If you, like The thing is, they've done a good job of making Wilfred's a decent option against Reign of Tyranny. Um, like, with Decon there, it all depends on tuning, right? But like, with how strong the pet build is, like so many just passive pet damage amps, three dogs, everything else, like having that minute tyrant versus a minute and a half means longer durations of dogs, more frequent buffs like your pet damage. Um, it also plays well with Doom in Cat's Final Curse, right? So, like, from what I've tested, Willifridge is the better option over Reign of Tyranny in basically every setting right now, um, just due to how strong the pet build is. And even when they nerf it, it might be, like, with your third dog, with, like, the Grim War Biofiend synergy, or just, like, the normal pet build, right? Um, Reign's under tune, but, like, there are synergies with Doom, Cat's Final Curse, um, something else, too. Uh, I forgot what it is. Something else has synergy too, like which is pets being active more often, right? Um, so it, it, it's hard to say. Like it could just be in the long run, reign of tyranny. Like the new decon is just too strong. It's just raw power. You just play it in everywhere. It's just sort of how it is. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if 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 even the single target build is more like right try the tree base with like just spell and steel with Antoran armaments with command aura um, with the weird like fell might fell under damage windows you have to play around now. With like your tyrant and things, maybe uh, with the expendables, and just doom and doom and Catholic final curse, uh, depending on tuning. If anything, like that build playing Wilfred's is infinitely better for PI because it's it's literally zero one two three four five, right? You have big tyrants with PI like zero two four um, versus like another portal being like zero. Then like you have tyrant again at three, but PI is a two minute cooldown, so like you get PI on pole at six. Like I don't see a class beating Demo Lock on pole, another portal and everything like beating him for PI. But what do you do with 2 and 4? Somebody else gets it. So, I mean, in the end, we, we won all the PIs. So you got to play around that too, right? Yeah. Hold, 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 hold. You hold it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, I mean, there is, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so, if you get a demo into your raid, you have to get a priest. There's no way around it. Well, I mean, I'm just, just, yeah. Just <laughs> you know. the, the one thing I don't like uh, about the, about this is that we, I I'm I'm I like Tyrant Soul. Like Ty- Tyrant Soul is 
uh, like the conduit now. Like it's 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 flat damage after your tyrant, but it it feels like your damage is like rolling. You know, like and that's what I like about demo the most is when you feel like you're kind of like in these valleys. Like not, I don't want tyrant to be like BFA tyrant, which is good, where your damage profile is like a pyramid, right? Yeah. But uh, like when you're like feel like you're rolling the damage and like actually like playing consistently. Like that's what that's what I think uh, feels the best about demonology. So I would really like to see uh, Tyrant Soul coming back in some way. Maybe that's a great uh, replacement too. You could do that, right? Great. What is it? Is it? You can replace Shadow's Bite with that. But that's that like- <laughs> hey. I think you need to have Tyrant Soul down after you pick Tyrant, no? Uh, maybe I guess. Yeah, possibly. I, I could- uh, and then the other thing I don't really like is that. You don't get five shards with two points in Soulbound Tyrant. Like I, that I just I want full shards. When I cast my Tyrant, I want full shards. Tooltip's bugged. It'll be five. Rate it will be five. Terrible. Oh, one okay. Three. It, 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 dude. Oh, okay. I, oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <That's, laughs> because because I tested it and it gave me zero shards last time I tested it better because it was bugged, right? Interesting. Uh, I'm assuming. Mm. So I, I was just like I didn't even I just picked two and then I was looking at it, but yeah, you're you're right. I didn't I didn't I didn't notice that it's uh, only uh, that it's, it's been three, three on the for first a long one. time. Um, I don't like them separating that from tyrant, regardless. Though, like you could you but could sh- put tyrant there. Surely it's not gonna go live like that. Surely. <laughs> oh, dude, I I can't even play F. It's so bugged. I can't even make my video on it. I, I can't cast a cooldown without pulling the whole zone. Like I can't I can't do it. <laughs> so. Uh, you guys touched on uh, on Nether Portal, and uh, I don't know how how popular this ability is. It's uh, been something that I was excited for ever since it was announced. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was put into the Talent Tree BFA pre-patch, maybe? Or was it all throughout Legion? Because I don't remember ever okay. this. I think it was in Legion, right? Or am I... Maybe? Well, either way. Um, it was still Legion, but we were kind of like in the last... I think it was the pre-patch yeah, maybe. for BFA. Um, and well, obviously, it was it was always awkward to play because it doesn't. I mean, Tyrant is a different type of cooldown, and it aligns with the profile differently. And uh, I know they've changed Nerzul's and Gul'dan's at least once in the last couple of weeks. Uh, how do you guys feel about Nether Portal? And obviously, with the capstones, is it going in the right direction? Does it need more iteration? Is it good the way it is now, or uh, what are what are your general thoughts on the playstyle as a whole? And I guess both braids and dungeons. The, the one thing that is uh, a huge improvement from uh, Shadowlands and earlier iterations of Nether Portal is that you actually get uh, uh, a chance to, uh, or so you summon a demon based on how many shards you spend. Uh, and it used to be every hand, no matter how many shards you did, uh, was one demon, right? So you would go Shadowbolt hand, Shadowbolt hand, Shadowbolt hand, going from zero to one shard. And the problem with that is that the server, like server side, doesn't register that you have a shard until the information that you casted a shadowbolt goes through. So you would actually have it was the only spec in the game where you would uh, your latency would be a DPS increase, DPS decrease. Sorry, because you would have to wait for the server to register that you actually casted a shadowbolt in order for you to start casting your next hand. While uh, with any other spell, you can queue, you have the spell queue system, right? Where you queue up the spell so it instantly casts with zero milliseconds in between. So that's a huge quality of life change, and I'm really, really happy to see that. Um, as uh, for the tuning of Nerzul's Violation and Gul'dan's Ambition, then uh, I don't have too much. Am I wrong, Kalmazi? I, I, 
you have stunlocked me there. Um, <laughs> can you repeat the first part? Le legit. The Shadow Bolt hands. Oh, oh no, wait, they didn't change it. Oh no. Oh my god, they didn't change it. Well, okay, okay. I swear I read this and I was like so happy that they changed it, but I didn't read they it again did. now and I think I was wrong. And you're what? not totally wrong. They did totally and they wrong? reverted it. So like no. Nerazul's volition, portal was always the same. But Nerazul's volition was when you summon demons from the portal, you have X percent per shard spent summon a demon oh right and then they okay. changed portal or, or then they changed volition this last patch to whenever you spend shards so they doubled down on, on the bad version of portal so no, <laughs> no. oh my god i'm sorry i'm sorry for going on a rant about something that wasn't true oh my god no That's you're right no you're not i, I just i just like, want it to be the case because it makes does. perfect sense like having your everybody fucking does. having your ms like your actual latency be a dps decrease it's not like that for any other spec. I don't understand why they would double down on that. It makes no I, sense. I, I think it's because they want just some weird rotational change of portal. Like I, I don't agree with it. And there's plenty of feedback out there on it. I mean, obviously they're aware of it because they changed Volition to double down on portal in, in, in a bad way. And like that's the yeah. main thing people don't like about portal, honestly. Like, and in the end, like if it's good, you're gonna play it either way. I'm sort of over the f the fight with it. Like if it goes live like that, whatever. Um, but yeah, like that's people's biggest gripe about portal. If they change that. The community perception on Portal would change drastically. Oh, this is great. I mean, yeah, it still sucks. It's a, a 20 second CD you got to stand still for, but I mean, that's just the way it's always been, right? Yeah. And um, you would, you, there would still be rotational changes because you would empty your, no matter how many shards you had, you would empty it at the end of the soul. Like you would empty it towards the end, then you would cast Tyrant and then like empty it again, right? Like you yeah. would do something like hand to hand, Tyrant, hand to hand, right? There's still yeah. rotational changes, even if you make it uh, more convenient to play. Exactly. You're trimming two raw Shadow Bolt casts. So that's just more raw demons in the portal, too. You can go, or you're, yeah. you're trimming hand casts. Like it's three Shadow Bolts with one hand versus three. And like weird sequencing yeah. of, like you said, like latency. And you're also playing Soul Conduit from the Clash Tree, which adds even more RNG to that. You might just regen a shard out of nowhere, too. But yeah. it makes a difference. So it's really bad being that way. It needs to be per shard spent. But I'm tired of preaching that for three years. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so so yeah, it's it's. I was kind of hoping that it was cool though. It is. I was kind of hoping they would take it in the in the right direction. And if if they eventually do that, would you would there be a place where you would play another portal and maybe even sacrifice souls and actually have? I don't know when the last time we played this was it BFA mid 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 through midway old through year. BFA. Old yeah, year. old 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 year. So uh, uh, I believe was the last time we played another portal. Um, after yeah. that, uh, because uh, at that point you you played either Sack Souls or Nether Portal, because uh, demonic consumption was severely undertuned, and then they buffed demonic consumption so much that you never unspected again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a demon build that could play Portal too. Um, if you play Sack Souls like Bale Spires, Burning Core, Shadows Bite. Um, just demon bolt damage amps, which has actually proved the best in testing in single target right now, from what I've seen. But numbers don't matter on beta right now. It's just how the spec feels. Like I, I don't care if a spec is doing insane damage; it's going to get nerfed. Like, if a spec goes live, like how AF, like a great example is AF in 9.0. Like AF went live in Nathria, probably overtuned. It got nerfed. But like you had this weird three minute dark layer, weird two minute dark soul, weird one minute soul rot, 45 second singularity. It was awkward. It was clunky. But in the end, the damage was great. You played it. It was good in a lot of fights too, right? Um, it got nerfed into the ground, but they changed Dark Lair to baseline two minutes and it felt a lot better. Like what I'm getting at, I want a spec to feel good on beta. Tuning will typically come as long as Blizz is doing their job. 
I don't want them to leave a spec like like Boomkin right now. <laughs> they shouldn't. Um, so like damage now in beta doesn't matter. The more important thing is how the spec feels rotationally. I think flu- like overall rotational fluidity and stuff. Um, but that being said, though, the Boat build is doing the most damage on a single target. So that's sort of cool. But uh, I, I like I like that. Like uh, it builds into the sustained damage, right? Like you just yeah. do you do damage all the time, and every spell that you cast matters. It's not like you can. AFK for like 20 seconds and then you just have your big tyrant and then you're doing <laughs> almost the same damage as if you didn't. Right? You need to, like, it's very much um, where, like, every every cast that you do have has a significant impact on your damage. Yeah, I agree. More pets, more sack souls value, and like, you, you can play the Pit Lord if you want. It's it's drastically under team right now. Uh, under it team, is? Sorry. But it looks so oh, cool. Yeah. It, it's yeah, very cool. The team is there. Uh, it grunts too. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, they'll tune it at some point. So it's just one of those wait and see kind of things, right? But so Hitler makes me grunt. <laughs> so like <laughs> at, at this point, just lo- looking at like all the three specs for for Warlock, uh, what's your current like favorite or most hyped about moving into Dragonflight? Uh, pet pet demo. I like uh, right side right side demo build. Feels uh, very fun. Or um, I'm I'm excited to see the affliction dot cleave as well, like the left side affliction tree with um, yeah. uh, doom blossom. It's pretty it's good. Be fun. It's pretty good. It's cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, af. I, I, I want to see af. Like, I mean, soul flame is cool coming back. Um, it's bugged now for those that want to test it out. Uh, the way to fix it though is to transmog your staff to the legion artifact skin, and it'll fix the talent for you. Um, what? To beta. Yep. I, I'm not kidding. I can't make an app video. It's so bugged. <laughs> like, the visual is really big. It's super cool. It's purple. Test it out tomorrow. Really. Um, I like pur- I like purple. It's really cool. It's a lo- it's a lot bigger too. Um, yeah, like that version of app with like first exhaustion utility, really cool. Um, if they get the numerical tuning on it, it'll be really strong. A lot of cool seed synergies. Destro looks like a jack of all trades, and emo pet builds wild too. Like I'm legit excited for all three specs. I just want ray testing and I want Mythic Plus and things to go live so we can actually play them. Because another portal can, change. Uh portal change, yeah. And Wilford's in the class tree. And uh, And Wilford's <laughs> in the class tree. Yeah. Yeah. And changing talents around. Yeah, exactly. Let's make a list somewhere, but I mean <laughs> Warlock's in a good spot, I think, legitimately. Like we haven't gotten a crazy amount of class changes barring like the AF left side overhaul, but I think it's a good thing. Like no one's gonna be hundred percent happy with their with their tree everywhere. The warlock clash tree is incredibly boring. Please change the capstones. But besides that, like I think Locke's in a pretty good spot. It's just a waiting game of raid testing now, honestly. So yeah, yeah. I noticed that uh, the the general caps the, the general talent tree has gone overall. Although I I like that there are fewer throughput nodes and you can choose the utility and the survivability that you want to without feeling like you're uh, tunneled in cookie cutter into the the mandatory throughputs the capstones feel weird and i don't know if you ever not takes soul keeper which is what is it that the only one i mean claw and vendorth can you consider that dps increase i guess i don't know you only take claw if you're playing id as af you don't take claw for destro or demo unless you're doing arenas i don't do arenas i mean some people do that's great i'm happy for you but i don't do them um <laughs> i think capstone should be universally applicable like there could be some sway toward pvp or pv that's fine but like claw is just so bad in pv majority of the time unless you're trying like drain to stay alive if, if that's happening you're in trouble anyways soul burns incredibly undertuned it needs to empower damage abilities or remove the shard cost um soul keeper and inquisitor's eye is fine 
they were two different abilities before, and they merged them into one. So you choose one in AOE and one in single target. But like, yeah, I, I think that's that, fine. You're a walking god. That's literally it. You can't die. Like you're basically an immunity <laughs> class with that one. So <laughs> yeah, the 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 CDR on wall, CDR on pack. I mean, there there's some there's some tooltip bugs on that class side. I think the demon skin one. Uh, you yeah. that says you, you may absorb two hundred percent of your max health and soul each. Mm-hmm. And that's one. And on two, it's five hundred percent. I think that's. I think there's yeah. some extra zeros in that um, in that uh, tooltip that's not supposed to be there. Uh, but uh, the the class tree uh, just makes you immortal. Basically, you have you have extra stamina, reduced damage taken, reduced like the only thing that you could say is that like you don't have an immunity, right? Like you said, Kalmasi, but uh, with with wall being reduced, like wall being an ending resolve, just call it wall because it's a three percent dr, yeah. uh, and pact being reduced, extra stamina, uh, like you just you just you just cannot die. If There's you no way. Pet, if you get twenty percent more health too. If you if you die in any raid encounter before your team wipes, you are either misplaying severely, or uh, you don't even need healing. But you're either misplaying severely, or you're like your whole raid is dead. Like there, there's no way. You have more HP and tankiness than your whole party combined with all the talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, very I mean, much. I-, I soloed the Ring of Blood on Beta, which is a five-man quest, like a chain of them. I took zero damage. My pet and I absorbed every single hit from the bosses. He just won't take damage. That's it. It's boring. That's it. So. War- Warlock tank confirmed. Why not? Sure. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh... Because we kind of covered most of the things uh, that happened, and uh, I am sure that uh, the Council of the Black Harvest and everybody uh, with their uh, toes and knees dipped into Warlock have provided a lot of feedback for the devs to take into consideration. I hope the feedback is taken properly because for like, what, 90% of the specs it is uh, taken properly? Yeah, not gonna comment on that. Just move along. <laughs> move along. So there is... You a What? Not quite, but close. <laughs> close oh, to the light. Close to, close to the light. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. It, it, I mean, I, I'm happy. Like uh, the, m- the most of the specs, and now specifically Warlock is looking quite decent in all capacity. Obviously, you know, you can point out different, maybe swaps of talents, uh, stuff like. Bless you, Shelley. Uh, swaps oh. of talents. Uh, you know, things like uh, um, and, and tuning is is something that will happen eventually as. Kala Mazi really pointed out it's not about the damage right now. It's about the feel and, you know, not having clunky uh, playstyle and, you know, having some smooth rotations and all of that. And for the most part, it looks like like all Warlock specs are are in a decent place. Uh, probably close to completion with, with further, further stuff uh, coming along to, to maybe future builds. So I guess we're happy with the current Warlock state uh, oh, yeah, overall. Uh, overall, yeah, for sure. It's, Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Interior is like in the raid. So, <laughs> so yeah, Warlock means uh, rejoice. Uh, we're looking, uh, we're looking uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm like, expecting uh, you know my minor things to, to happen overall. It's gonna be interesting times when we're finally gonna get uh, Mythic Plus and raids going on for testing. I know the the server is launched for the seventy templates now. It's only PvP momentarily, but that means um, we're getting closer to actually doing proper tests for all of these specs. And seeing exactly where we stand. Uh, that being said, remember to uh, check the the YouTube video description. Uh, uh, check out Shelly on on Twitch and Kalamazi as well. 
uh, YouTube links over there, also Twitters, all of that beautiful stuff. You should definitely check the boys out. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I cannot get enough when when I'm finished rating and Shelly's still streaming his like a million plus 30 keys, uh, playing demo and all of that. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. Um, so yeah, check check out the boys if you listen to this on on Spotify or iTunes or whatever. Make sure to check the YouTube out and uh, go visit the boys. Uh, what else, Wayne? Well, uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> you can cover cover most of it. Yeah. So if if you're playing Warlock and you don't know who the guys are, then you're missing out. So both of, both of their it's content is, is really doing? amazing. And of course, anything other for Warlock and updates you'll find in the Council of the Black Harvest as well. Discord. And uh, we will see you guys in the next podcast episode, which is going to be yeah. That Which, time, <laughs> yeah, we're it's, gonna have uh, some. We're gonna have some. Yeah, 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 get get some some more folks in. Uh, but thank you, Kalamazi. Thank you, Shelly. Thank for you, guys. Joining always a pleasure. Sure. Hyping it up. Yep. For the warlocks, baby. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Take it or easy. night or evening. Bye. With Shadowlands. I've been loving it then. I still love it now. Still, I play wild. Still, I play wild. Getting better every day. Let me show you how. Cause still, I play wild. Still, I play wild. It's getting harder to stay, but at the end of the day, it's a guilty pleasure. So just log in and play. Whether it's classical retail, I'ma do a slash bow. Still, I play.